So I, I can't give them advice unless I'm following my dreams. It, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where I'm forced to actually keep working hard, regardless of the imposter syndrome, if I want to continue mentoring this kid. Right. So that's that's one side, which is how do you create an environment for yourself? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Phil Better, and I am, of course, your host with the most. Today's episode, we have Brendan Kumarasamy, who is the master of public talking, of public speaking, and he helps me get over some interesting things, uh, some little hints and habits on how you can present better and more efficiently and seem more qualified than anything else. Um, not that I'm doing a great job now, but it's helped me host uh, multiple shows. As you know, I have a few other podcasts on the go. You can learn more about that if you follow me on socials. But let's uh, enough of me speaking. Let's hear from the master talk host himself, Brendan. Where did you actually start? Like, how did you start getting into, you know, being a master talker and that? <laughs> Which is really weird saying it because I'm like, oh, that sounded okay in my head, but when it came out, not so much. But yeah, how did it's you okay. Uh, like a the the kind of go-to person for a public speaking. Yeah, well, I've been trying to be, but for sure, yeah. So, so the story feels when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing uh, football or rugby or some other sport. Uh, let's just say I didn't want to get near of out of fear of breaking my bones. I can feel you on that. I can feel you on that. There you go. So what I did instead is I did presentations and I did that competitively for three years. Probably presented like hundreds of times, coached dozens of people in their communication skill. And then I just asked myself a simple question after I joined the corporate world. How do I make a difference in the world? And what I realized was a lot of the content that is available on communication online, especially on the platform like YouTube, stuck. You know, you hear advice like, hey, Phil, you should like be yourself, man. Follow your truth. Find the voice within you. I was like, what the hell is going on here? So as I started making videos in my mom's basement, one thing led to another and uh, the rest is history. That's that's amazing. Like, And yeah, for business people, there's not that much. Or at the time, there's not that much. Uh, really things helping you be better at public speaking or finding your, your voice when public speaking, other than, like you said, be yourself, be one, communicate with your inner peace. And it's like, but how does that help me communicate my values of what I need to, to my client or to prospective business owners? So I, I'm one, I'm very glad that I have, have you on it because on the podcast, because some entrepreneurs who are entering the world they may not know how to do it and they may watch some of these videos and not really get it so having you on because this is your career pretty much and you have a very great youtube channel i've been looking through it and a lot of great value on that youtube channel so i'm going to give you a couple 30 seconds here just to introduce yourself um since we didn't do it at the start so just a quick introduction your name and uh where we can kind of find you yeah absolutely man so my name's brennan I'm the founder of Master Talk, which is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. So yeah, I'm a YouTuber slash public speaking coach, I guess is a good way of summarizing it. That's that's great. And um, so you're obviously in your early, I'm going to say late 20s, early 30s, I'm going to hopefully you, say and yeah, not completely close. insult you. Close enough, yeah. Are you in your early 20s and make me feel even older? No, I'm mid-20s. 
Oh, you're mid twenties. Okay. I, f- I don't feel so old now. I'm only about a decade older than you. So it's good. Um, but this is great. No. Cause like when I was growing up, I didn't have access to like YouTube and t- learning how to talk. So I had to do like you, well, not like you, I had to actually go into service area jobs to learn to interact with people and how to upsell and do all that. Whereas you're teaching people by like your latest video that I saw, which is uh, from Sunday. Cause you drop every Sunday, correct? Yeah, you got it. Which is great because then I know how I can start my week off. Um, <laughs> but you have one; it present like Gary V, which is amazing because Gary V has this amazing personality when he's on stage. He he's so raw and authentic; it's amazing. And uh, is this a new series that you're starting on your website? Yeah, you got it. So. <clears throat> For my listeners, because they're going to be a little later and they'll probably have two or three, what other uh, people are you presenting like, like breaking down their presenting? Oh, it's you want the sneak peek, the maybe, teaser. Maybe a tease of one or two future, maybe not so recent, but people you're looking at uh, uh, breaking down how they present. Yeah, for sure, man. So Gary V is actually the first one in the series. I'll probably drop one, one once every couple of weeks for the for the speaker series, but there's a video every week, like you said. So a couple of them is really all of the speakers. I'm actually trying to break down all the best ones in our era. So I've done Tony Robbins, uh, Seth Godin, mm-hmm. Scott Harrison is the CEO of Ch- Charity Wars, really anyone that you can think of. I've probably already profiled. It's just they won't come out for a long time because yeah, I write I my content like three years in advance. So, That's so it takes true. time. Yeah, I know because you're, you're breaking down these iconic things, trying to make it valuable for people because it, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to jump in and start a podcast and then I'm done. No, you're doing research because you're presenting it on a business thing. Plus, you have all that case study that you did before, you know, so you're you're able to get what you need. And I love how each of your videos, it touches on something different. Uh, and it's it's amazing because you have like you, you, you have your public speaking, you have the advanced public, the daily exercises, common mistakes. And like it's it's geared towards people like myself who are in that millennial age bracket because we're not going to pick up a book and learn this we don't learn that way anymore and it's learned by we're observing you do it so that's amazing um question because i'm watching one i'm looking at one of your videos right now and it's popping out at me because it's in, it's with red but have you done a tedx talk great question i haven't done one yet not because i don't want to but because actually I do want to give a TEDx talk, just not now. Yeah. I want to spend a bit more time building my platform first before I start uh, applying seriously. I give coach, like I know how to coach TED speakers, mm-hmm. but I, I just haven't uh, given one myself because I wanted to wait uh, until my platform has grown enough so that uh, when my, I do deliver the TED talk, it's it's perfect and and hopefully uh, goes in into the stars and gets a lot of exposure. Well, considering how great your uh, your YouTube channel is so far and the amount of value you're giving, that your titles are very clear and to the point of exactly what I need to do or, or what I'm getting the value in this. And so one, you're doing great on that. And I, I want to pick your brain about more YouTube stuff because we had one of my friends who's a streamer YouTuber on and so it's a completely different world than the the public speaking and uh talk management that you would be doing so what are some of the 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 tips you would suggest to people when they're starting a youtube channel that's not based on gaming or really 
normal content creation? Because this is a, a business content creation, I guess. Yeah, you got it. I'm more of an educational guy. You know, I like my fancy suits, even if I, I like to show up casually for, for podcasts. But, yeah. but what I always say is, for me, the number one rule of YouTube, whether you're a gamer, whether you're uh, an educator, or really you just want to have fun, do pranks, is you need to figure out if YouTube is even for you because most people give up on their channels because it's really hard to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. So what I would recommend people do is take out a phone and just make something, don't even edit it and post it. That's the first step. And I, 90% of people listening, don't do that. Don't even do that. So that would be the first thing. Then the other 10% is for those of you who make that first video, it could be on anything really cooking. It doesn't really matter. Then the next challenge for you is can you do that once a week? Can you, once again, no tags, you don't worry about optimization, don't worry about titling, just can you post once a week without editing a single video? Once again, so that takes out another 5%. So for the remaining 5%, the last tip would be do it for eight weeks. And at the end of the eight weeks, you'll know if you want to do a YouTube channel or not. That's, that's amazing advice. Cause yeah, it, it, you, the biggest thing is the consistency and that's hard and not caring about the product being perfect because if you go back to people like mr beast who's in the 2020 exploded um uh, his first videos are like him literally saying one word over and over and over again a hundred thousand like, times yeah. yeah or counting to a million or whatever and it's so it's like it's very interesting how he's proving that anything can can come be popular so and I love your doing it in the education because you're taking stuff that we need and you know of. And I'm, how long do, you said, I'm go, jumping all over the place because I have so many questions I want to ask you because I'm so intrigued by the YouTube because this season is going to be all on YouTube as well as on the podcast. So I'm, I'm interested because it's not a, I'm, it's educational I'm going through. So um, what are some, like, Jesus, I need to formulate thoughts better. <laughs> Do you ever get imposter syndrome with this? Of course. But imposter syndrome is my middle name, man. <laughs> I started coaching senior level executives when I was 22 when I started the channel. So imagine Jesus. me. <laughs> yeah, I was literally like in a room with people who literally worked at the company. Not lived, worked at the company longer than I've been alive. And I'm the one teaching them. So most of most of my clients these days are in their 40s and 50s, right? So so I think the idea is, yeah, imposter syndrome is definitely something I go through a lot. And what I encourage people to do, because it's never going to end. You're always going to be an imposter of something. I, I know people that, that I respect that are 100, no, not even 100, a thousand times more successful than I'll ever be. And they have imposter syndrome. So if they have it, I'm pretty sure everyone does. Right. Right? So, so the, the advice I give is pretty simple understanding what the message is and why it matters to the people you serve. If you know what that is, that's one part of it. There's two parts. But if you understand why you're delivering that message for people and who you're specifically serving and why it matters to those people, not 5 million, those five people, then that's a good way of alleviating that. So in my case, so one side of the coin is saying, well, Brendan's too young. Brendan has no experience, even if I do, but I mean, he's young, you know, he's, He's a uh, experience comes from age, but it's, yeah. it's life that gives you the experience. Like the more things you do in your shorter lifespan, the more like you do something for a hundred days, you're going to be better than someone who hasn't done it. So exactly. The experience yeah. things always annoyed the hell out of me. 
right especially you know, when applying for jobs you you're getting paid nothing but you need 10 years of experience exactly yeah well, i love please, please continue. No, no i love i love the introduction it's great but yeah exactly you're right you know like master degrees phds like who invented these rules whereas for me it, for me, it wasn't about like appealing to university professors. It was about saying, well, if you're 16 years old, are you going to relate to a 40-year-old on YouTube? Probably not. If you're 13 years old, besides me, do you know any other speech coach that knows their stuff and that you can relate to on the platform? No. Right? So, so for me, it wasn't about saying I'm the number one expert in the world. It was about saying, well, if I can help those people, it might as well serve them. So how about we figure out how to overcome this imposter syndrome stuff? Because it's not real. As long as, and, and one thing I want to emphasize, as long as you're an expert in what it is that you do. I mean, even if I'm young, I've presented God knows how many times. I think I'm at yeah, a thousand yeah. now. Like I'm nuts. Right? But, but, you know, there's also that age factor there. So that's one part of imposter syndrome is understanding who you serve, talking to them one-on-one, getting to know them, getting to know what their dreams are, what their belief system is, what their fears are, and then crafting your contribution to society around those people, not anyone else, because everyone else doesn't matter. The other part is a weird tip that I created that not many people know about. And imposter syndrome, the way you overcome it is by mentoring someone who's more impressive than you and younger than you. So what does that mean? I mentor a lot of 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, obviously not for money, it's pro bono. But the reason I do it, and I specifically people pick people who are more fascinating than me or equally as fascinating, because if I'm, qual- if I'm qualified to give them advice, I need to be on my A game. Because if I tell you to follow your dream, if I tell them to do something and they go, well, who are you? Are you doing the thing? Like I'm in a research lab at 16, what are you doing? So I, I can't give them advice unless I'm following my dreams. It, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where I'm forced to actually keep working hard, regardless of the imposter syndrome, if I want to continue mentoring this kid. Right? So that's, that's one side, which is how do you create an environment for yourself where you're forced to help people, where you're forced to mentor those people? Because imposter syndrome never applies to other people. It only applies to ourselves. So if you said... Hey, Brendan, I want to start a YouTube channel. What do you think? Uh, I'm not very good. I'm, I can't do this. I just go, well, Phil, what are you talking about? Like, you already started a podcast. You can probably make a YouTube channel. Yeah. And the same way, if I, I mean, I thought Master was the stupidest idea two years ago when I started. I know it sounds ridiculous today, but two years ago, it's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in my mother's basement, which, I, which I'm still located, by the way. And I'm Fine. making all these videos uh, with my phone, no lights, no budget. Who the hell is going to listen to public speaking tips from a dude in a, in a, in a, on a couch he hasn't even bought? And that's the point I want to drive is, whereas for you, you might look at me and go, well, yeah, I mean, you might be on your mother's couch, but your content's pretty good. Yeah. Right. That's okay. the point. Imposter syndrome always applies to yourself, never other people. So get like a nice community group together and you'll never feel imposter syndrome. So true. I'm like, when I'm talking to people about entrepreneurship, I, I don't feel any, any imposter syndrome because it's like, I'm learning from them, like learning from you. Like, yes, I have a podcast and I know stuff about podcasting, but there's always someone who knows a bit more, but you can, are teaching my audience who are entrepreneur wanted, not want to be entrepreneurs, but are looking to become entrepreneurs and they need that encouragement. And you have amazing uh, um, videos and you're already the, just you saying how to get over imposter syndrome is teach someone else, mentor someone else, and you'll learn if one, you are an imposter or two, 
you'll you'll learn that you're not an imposter you actually know your stuff and you can teach people so for me that just amazing content right there for me and and i see something another thing i want to talk about is your introvert your why are introverts make excellent communicators yeah of course that's a great topic because like there's a lot of more introverts thanks to the way society is and the perfectionism I think has permeated into like our society right now. Cause like when I was growing up and doing job interviews, the biggest question was, well, what's one of your best qualities? And everybody's like perfectionism. I'm a perfectionism. And I think that really, like, like you said, just film something doesn't matter if it's good or bad. But I think that created a lot more introverts because we were scared if we're not perfect, we're not going to do good and we're going to get chastised and that. So what, maybe one, because you have three, three tips. I, I just want one great thing for introverts. One great thing for introverts to really get out of their shell. What would your tip be? Right. You know, and that's what I do in that video that you alluded to. I bust it. Right. The, it's a myth that introverts are a bad communicator. It just is like, look at Seth Godin, Susan Cain, Brene Brown. I could go on for like a day or many days. Actually, there's so many great examples at Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. I mean, look it up. If you don't believe me, Simon Sinek, intro, he has a whole video about why he's an introvert. We all are to a certain extent. So, so the advice is understand why you're a great communicator. And that's what I do in that video. And I'm happy to share one of those tips, which is you're a lot better at the most important skill in public speaking, which is how to pause effectively in presentations. Whenever I try teaching extroverts that, including teaching myself that, because I'm an extra extrovert, hence why I like guesting on shows, because I like yapping all the time. Like for me, it's, hey, if there's a pause in a conversation and I'm at a party, I want to fill up that space really quickly, whereas an introvert doesn't do that. They just let the pause hold because they're used to not talking that much anyways. And that's the advantage they have. So when I teach them pauses, they go, oh, this is easy. And then they can just pause. Whereas when I tried coaching myself that it took many years before I could pause comfortably. So that's one big one, but there's a bunch of them. Yeah, the pause is is super important because I have a problem not shutting up. That's why I have a podcast. I love talking. Just like you like talking. So you teach people to talk, right? If you're good at something, teach people. Um, I found using William Shatner's style of talking helped me learn my pauses. Because he, if you ever watched the old Star Trek, right? He talks boldly with the weirdest pauses, but it's fascinating when you listen to it. So I, I started styling my, my, when I'm having conversations on podcasts and just randomly dropping pauses to see where the best pause would be. And you learn how to use the pause effectively, but yeah, no, I like that. Introverts, it's so true. Introverts are so used to not talking because they're like, I don't want to talk. It's too much energy. And everybody else gets uh, nervous because they're, they're used to the sound. They don't like that silence. They're not comfortable in that silence. So also getting used to silence is a good tip as well. Absolutely, man. Jesus, my two podcasts today have been amazing. <laughs> I had, well, he's going to be, you're actually uh, the second guest of the series being dropped. But my later on, I have a guest called Adam who went from real estate into producing podcasting. 
So talking with him and like he was dropping value for both podcasting and real estate. And you're just dropping like thousands of dollars worth of value right here. Cause you charge, you, you must charge a lot of money for coaching, but <laughs> so when, are you still working for the, the company or do you work for yourself doing consulting work now? I'm, I'm doing mostly both. So I, I have the day job and I also have the side hustle. But like you said, you know, just because of the nature of the skill that I have, it's my, my income's getting replaced really quickly, a lot faster than I thought it would. But yeah, I mean, you know, you just go with life. I think the advice I have for people here is I, I'm a big fan of side hustling comfortably. Yeah. You know, you, you have one side of the spectrum, which, which says burn all the bridges, burn your house while you're at it. Go at all. And I was like, Hey, well, why are you burning the house? man? You just- <laughs> I, I like warmth. I like the security. Yeah. Cause w- the security of it, like the, the side hustle should be fun. That's what it's there for. It's, it's the slowly build and maybe replace, but it shouldn't overwhelm you. Right. And then the, just, just to finish that point, like just the other side of the argument is no, no, no. Screw this entrepreneurship thing. Screw your dreams. Just go work as a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, go make multiple six figures and die, lead a good life. Right. And, and that's, that's one, that's the other one. Yeah. And then there's, and then I look at both of these and I was like, both of these options suck. Why don't you do the middle? Why don't you get like an $80,000 job out of university, like a really nice paying, like nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And just work on your side hustle outside of that and use your money to like fund your dreams. My company funds my videos. Like I literally, the salary they pay me, I just take a chunk and I go here. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, but if I didn't have the job, it would have been harder to make the videos at the beginning before I had coaching clients. Like now I could probably manage if I quit, but you know, I'm just, I'm just, play, even me, even at this level I'm at now, you, you which I guess is considered, start. I'm still. So yeah. keep my job. It's like, I like my job. What's wrong? Uh, yeah, just you have, and it gives you access to potential clients as well. I bet. There you go. Like, well, he presents really good and he has his master class. I'm going, we're going to hire him. And then it just builds and builds. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, it's ready to say F you to my boss. Cause uh, my, my, I'm completely replaced. And you're getting to that point when you start dis- deciding which one, which one is more important to me. Like I have, my clients that are bringing me money or my day job, which is fun, but there's not enough growth there, you know? And I'm looking forward to get to that point too, with this podcast. Hopefully I can I get to that point when it, on YouTube and stuff like that. How far do you think you are from that point? Oh, I'm very close. The only reason is because of uh, COVID. Oh. Once again, I'm, I'm very lucky, everyone who's listening, and I know it's a unique situation. It just so happens that public speaking coaching is a very lucrative business. And that's why, by the way, I think Master Talk is working, not because of the monetizable coaching stuff, but because people need this information for free because most of my industry hides it. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of money to hire a speech coach. So why would anyone share public speaking videos, even the ones who are good at well-intentioned? If you got 20 CEO clients and they pay you 20 grand a year, why would you need to make free YouTube videos? You're making $400,000 a year. Yeah, but they also came in from at a different point. That's why they went on the the old style speech circuit and had to build up the resume, just like comedians now and rappers back in the day, speech coaching. Now you're just taking what every other industry has pretty much done that doesn't necessarily require medical degree or you know, lawyer or that you brought it to the, to YouTube where 
this generation and the next the generations coming go for information because we don't use libraries anymore we use google and youtube are our libraries our reference points our britannica encyclopedias you know and so you have to make your name like the the other people used to do on the speaking circuit you're using youtube and you're building a, a better i guess a better quality by sharing what you know and people are going to trust you because they're like well i did listen to his three minute extra daily exercise video and it fucking helped me so obviously <laughs> this is going to help me paying him 50 g's or whatever you're charging <laughs> soon i i see it you're going to be charging 50 g's easy um because you're so like you're authentic you're, you're showing an authentic side and i think that's what youtube helps as well it shows that authenticity and it allows you like um Adam will say later on in the episodes, um, bring, attract your perfect client. Like, cause you're putting everybody who watches that they're going to eventually be listening to you and be like, yeah, I want to hire Adam. I want to, uh, not Adam. I want to hire Brendan to do my public speaking to teach me to get a Ted talks or teach me to be a better Ted talk X talker or whatever. So obviously this is like the perfect business card for you. Absolutely, man. I mean, it, I mean, it just so happened that way. You know, I think my philosophy with YouTube is, is not really business. You know, and I started, it was just, hey, let's have fun with this. But now it's more like, I actually lose a lot of money on my channel. The reason I make the, the videos is for the people who can't afford me anymore, which is probably 99% of the, of the world, even today, mm-hmm. even now, even if I'm not full time on it yet, because it's just the way the, the market works. So what are we doing for those 99% of people, yeah. right? The next Elon Musk is in that group. The next Bill Gates, the next Jeff Bezos, the next leader of a nonprofit is in that group and they still haven't made it yet. So what are we doing for those people? That's really what the point of master talk is. I, I love it. Cause you're, you're going, yes, I can charge you millions of dollars. I can charge you these, but I'm going to still give it to you. If you want one-on-one coaching where I specify and make a, a perfect custom package for you, then you can hire me. But these are general tips that you, sh- that I learned that's going to benefit you. So I love that authenticity that you're like, I rather give and not lose. But like you said, you're losing money, but you're gaining more, I think in the long term, because you're, you're getting these views that are incredible. Oh yeah. And just to build on that, I don't even care if I get clients. I don't even, like, I literally don't care. What I care more about is dying with all the information in my head. That would be crazy because nobody else is like spending good money on their YouTube channel in my niche to actually make something for like the seven-year-old who's interested in communication. And it just drives me crazy. Right. So, so that's really the reason. And, and, you know, of course business comes with it, but uh, yeah, that's definitely the, the reason why I'm here. No, like you said, like the business is an added bonus and that's what it is. Like your, your main goal is to provide the knowledge to the next Elon Musk, the next Jeff Bezos and that. So that is, I, I, that's why I see you exploding up because you're putting in authenticity. You don't, like you said, you don't care if you get business as long as you're providing more value. And this is what I love about my podcast is that's what I care about. Like I want to learn how to be a digital entrepreneur by interviewing different people like yourself in different niches. I'm learning. I'm like, Oh, I can, if I want, I can go into the public speaking by watching your videos, learning that, and then not copying you, but putting my own twist to it and getting better and better. Probably not public speaking because 
as good as I am, I have no idea how to properly formulate everything. I would have to watch your stuff, but more like podcasting, how to do a podcast and like give it away. And if business comes, business comes, but I'm helping the next generation, you're helping the next generation, which is just best. And you, and you can actually, what's really great is this is something you can show your grandkids, your great grandkids. Like you have the legacy now forever and ever until YouTube disappears, but you have this legacy and it's great. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Um, so what's next? Like, do you have, what's next? Like, are you going to get on TikTok, doing TikToks, Snapchat, all these crazy things? Like what, what's next for Master Talk? Yeah, I would say the next part of my strategy. Well, the overarching goal is to bring Master Talk, the YouTube channel, to the world. So that's the best way to scale video content and knowledge right now. But I would say for me, the next steps t- tactically is Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is a new social media app yeah. that I've been active on for a couple of weeks now. This thing is huge. Like yeah. I see big opportunity. I've been on it for like 10 hours a day. I'm going to go right back on it right after this call. So wow. yeah, no, I'm doing well on Clubhouse. So I have to keep, uh, I have to keep the momentum going. I, I've been interested in looking into Clubhouse because for a podcaster, it's a great opportunity for those like live shows and you got, you can record everything. Um, I'm, I'm going to dive into it and like, because there's you and another person who have mentioned it before. So looks like I'm going to be probably jumping onto Clubhouse, at least to see the lay of the land, to see if it's the value is there. Because right now I'm just... The, doing- let me tell you, the value is there. Pat Flynn had a room yesterday. Lewis had a room a couple of days ago. Like everyone is on Clubhouse right now. And there's only a million users right now. So this is the time where, dude, yeah, if, if you don't, every day you waste not getting on Clubhouse, you're missing yeah. out on telling you. I'm telling you. All right. Yeah. Guess I'm going on Clubhouse, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, invest in yourself pod on Clubhouse. Uh, Got to get that now. Uh, do you need a formal invitation or is it just, yeah? Yeah. You need an iPhone. Okay. So, so some people I know bought an iPhone just to get on Clubhouse. I got lucky. My company phone is an iPhone. Or else because I don't own Apple products. I just happen to have that. But uh, I would ask one of your buddies to get an invite. You do need an invite to join. That's why, that's why there's only a million users. No, I like that, that they're keeping it very, it, it feels like Facebook. I, there's a good chance that if someone can, if they can kind of bring what Facebook has to what they have and make it a bit more robust, like I'm going to take a look. I think it's probably going to be the next Facebook if it can blow up properly because people are missing that interaction and stuff. So yeah, looks like a clubhouse is the next big thing. Eh? Hmm. Yeah, don't miss out not going to jump on that uh, as soon as you're going to go back into the rooms i'm going to jump on and find a room uh, and learn more about this clubhouse um brendan it's been amazing thank you so much all the value you brought in today for the my listeners um i'm going to give you the last five minutes i'm going to give you the chance to talk about anything you want promote yourself where we can find you and all that so just give me a second to disappear from the screen and uh, it's all yours. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I'll leave you with one piece of life advice before I do that. If you want to get in touch with me, the easiest way to do that is just master talk. So just go on YouTube, type master talk in one word and you'll find me right there. So my life advice is simple. Be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, That's totally fine. 
But if you want to make a difference in the world, you want to do big things in life, you want to make a change, the only way to do that is to be crazy. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid started a YouTube channel in his mother's basement, not on pranks, not on vlogs, not on humor, or even cooking. That's what normal people do. He started a YouTube channel, public speaking and executive communication tips. And you know what the funniest part of all this is? He started coaching those executives a year later, but he still lives in his mother's basement. He doesn't own a car. He dances alone in his basement an hour a day. He's literally talking to you on the mattress he sleeps on and loves Justin Bieber, especially when he first started his career. How does this make any sense at all? And that, Phil, is the point. When every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you'll probably be very successful in life. So be insane or be the same. Okay, I'm inspired. Um, I'm a, I, wow, that, that's amazing. I have to say it, I got the same kind of feeling that I, I got watch with when you were just talking about that and giving that life advice that Will Smith, uh, his, uh, the, uh, um, on the other side of fear, that speech where he was talking about jumping out of a plane with Rachel Ray, that what you just did there gave me the same feels that I got when I was watching that. So that is amazing. And I can't thank you enough for all the tips, all the value and I'm that you've given here. And I can't wait to see you explode in the next five years. Cause I, I can feel your authenticity. I can feel your desire just to help everybody like yourself, take the knowledge that you have, pass it on so that other people can grow and be better in their day to day. And I can't thank you enough for being on the Likewise, man. (laughs) Nearly knocked over my lap here. Uh, But yes, I can't thank you enough for being on it and just being like, one, one, the fact that you're openly admitted that you love Justin Bieber. And I I have to say, his his, personal life aside, his music is pretty damn good. So I'm fine with that. But the Americans can keep his personality. We'll keep his, the Canadians can keep his musical ability. Um, I want to thank you again. Everybody go do yourself a favor, watch his videos. I'm promising you it's an investment that of time that look, you're looking at 10, maybe max. Like I think one of your videos, like 15, I think. I think my longest one is 12, 12 minutes. Look, it's 12 minutes. That's 12 minutes. You watch and you'll learn something. Highly suggest you do it. It's an investment in yourself. That's what the show is. Invest in yourself. Thank you again, Brendan. Everybody have a good night guys. Had so much fun talking with Brandon off air. We we chit-chatted a bit more. He told me a little more, uh, a bit more of what's going on in his world. And it is looking phenomenal. I am so excited. You guys should check out his channel. He has so many great, great, great videos on how to present yourself more, effic- more authoritatively. And I'm getting... Uh, getting so much great value so after you watch my show go over to his youtube channel it's a master talk and you'll get it uh get get starting like celebrities and ceos do but again another thing you guys can do is you can look at maybe getting my book you can send me an email at 
book at philbetterinc.com and I'll send you an email once the book goes live so you can buy the ultimate seven steps to starting a successful podcast if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or influencer, or if you just want to start having thousands of podcasts like I do. Thank you so much. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, invest in yourself.